I've been better. No shit. Okay, it's interesting. Interesting. To, excited to get into why that's the case. Uh, before we do, though, you know, we're, we're talking today about uh, trick-or-treat scenes, our favorite trick-or-treat scenes in movies. Um, reminded me of a fun anecdote from when I was a kid, when I was trick-or-treating. I always used to, uh, when I knocked on someone's door, um, instead of saying trick-or-treat, I'd always tell a little joke. I always thought uh, yeah. that I always thought that would help me out. Like that would maybe get me some, get some, extra candy. some better treats or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Make them laugh. Give them yeah. a show. Well, I mean, I got a couple of Snickers. Uh, Welcome, and girls, to a very spooky, spooky mini sode of Halloween is Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Steve. Still champ. You are still champ. Uh, so what do you got to complain about the fuck's wrong with you over there gloomy gus what's going on uh, it's not, not so much gloomy good? yeah i'm just a little sick that's all you yeah not feeling good yeah me yeah. too me too buddy i uh <laughs> do you do you know if new covid comes with like an ear infection oh <laughs> uh, no but that- i did have a nasty cold that lasted like uh, uh, honestly, it felt like it was a couple of months and it completely like I couldn't hear out of one of my ears. I, I thought yeah. it was an infection. Turns out it wasn't. But uh, boy, howdy. Uh, it was uh, uh, it was it sucked, sucked, sucked. I tried eardrops. I tried all types of stuff. And then I uh, eventually just like uh, held my nose and like blew like I was trying to blow my nose really hard, but I had it clinched. Um, and then it like my eardrum, I guess, was like turned the wrong direction or something. It was like convex instead of concave. I don't know. Or the other way around. <laughs> and then it just popped out. And uh, yeah, it uh, made me feel weird about my, my body and it hurt. Um, mm. But I'm over it finally. Uh, hopefully you don't have it for two damn months like I did. No, now, I don't think I got what you got because I don't have like the, the wrenching cough and everything. Oh, it's dude. just like I'm super I felt, congested. I felt like Doc Holiday. <laughs> like I just had yeah. I felt like a dang old lunger. <laughs> I'll be a podcast Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> I really felt like I was just going to start coughing up blood at any moment. Um, but I, I'm good. I'm feeling good. Uh, well, that's not true. I'm not feeling good, but I'm not sick anymore. I'm just a tad hungover, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, first, first time in a while. Um, we're, we're recording this uh, on early in the afternoon on, on a Sunday. I went to the Phantom Fright Nights last night out, down Kennywood. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had a freaking blast down there. Even though it was raining most of the night, it was miserable weather. We still had a freaking blast. Oktoberfest, Hackershore Oktoberfest on draft, and uh, mm. they had these like commemorative, you know, like twenty ounce, twenty four ounce, whatever they were, big old uh, uh, Phantom Fright Nights light up mugs. I mean, it's damn. game over. Oh, you yeah. give me a damn Phantom Fright Night light up mug and Oktoberfest on draft. I'm like, damn, rip roaring ass drunk. The kids weren't there. Obviously, they're too little to go to haunted houses and shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, me, Kate, my my uh, cousin, his girlfriend, the kids were uh, sleeping over at uh, at my parents' house, and we just we tied one on. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, feeling a little little yucky this morning. <laughs> feeling the age. Well, let yeah. me ask. Let me ask you about that there. Mm-hmm. And is this is this Kenny Wood leaving money on the table? Because mm. Kenny Wood, they about games. They have a midway. Oh, yeah. They do. And if yep. they're doing commemorative mugs and mm. Oktoberfest on draft, yeah. How do they not have like a Stein lift game? 
Yeah, I mean they're plastic mugs that have little lights yeah. in them and stuff. But yeah, they should have the they should have the Maschkrugstammen, the Kennywood, <laughs> the Kennywood uh, uh, Steinhoist. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd they be could fun. set it up. I mean, just set it up almost like that horse race game that everybody loves mm-hmm. to play and everything. Mm-hmm. But you got to stand there and you have to hold. Maybe you instead of holding the plastic one, you hold a regular Stein. Yeah, and then it you drop it and it hits a button and then you're out. And then you get electrocuted or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get a little, <laughs> get a little shock. Yeah. But you know, whoever drops it for, mm-hmm. uh, last, you know, yeah. they get to win the plastic mug. I like that. Instead of paying seventeen dollars or whatever it is for, <laughs> it was it's sixteen dollars uh, for yeah. the mug with a fill. But then your fills are only ten bucks after that, which is Ooh. what a deal! What a deal! Um, but uh, yeah, listen, I like this idea. We could tie in some local celebrity, local you know Pittsburgh cele- celebrities to do the Stein hoist. You know, we yeah. could have we could have a we could have a Paul Pompiani out there. We could have a Tom Savini. Tom Savini would win it. He's jacked. Ooh. He'll probably win. You know who'd look good at the Steinhoist game? Mm. Simply if you give him like kind of the wicker brim hat and like the the carny vest and everything. Mm-hmm. Rick Seebeck. Oh, Rick would be fun. Rick would can, yeah. he would can, he wouldn't do well. He ain't gonna beat Tom Savini. <laughs> He's too old. Uh, I'm, just, but, I'm just thinking about him hosting the game. Like, oh yeah, he would be a great host. You, you, you know, agree with you that. give him the wicker hat and the bamboo cane to spin mm-hmm. around. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, it was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. It was spooky, ooky, uh environment, even though it was rainy and gross. We had a blast. But mm-hmm. no beers for your boy today uh, on account of uh, feeling yucky. Ate some ramen. That helped me out a little bit. Um, but I'm just drinking this big old dang old spooky ass mug of coffee with a little pumpkin spice creamer in there. And then turn into an old friend when my belly don't feel too good. Just give it a squirt. That's what I always say. I always try <laughs> something. <laughs> something vile about grapefruit, and pumpkin spice. <laughs> oh, oh, back and forth, baby. I like to have multiple beverages. Uh, need some caffeine right now, but also little squirt. Little squirt will do you. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. All right. But uh, that said, I don't have I don't have any beers. But I've explained what my beverages are. Steve, do you have a beer? I also am playing a trick on the audience because I'm not Ooh. drinking beer either. I Ooh. I take advantage of opportunity. So like I said, I'm not feeling well. Mm. I'm not feeling terrible, though. But it's like I'm super congested. I have like some like I get like ear infections because I'm always wearing headphones or earbuds sure, or sure. something. So I think that's what happened. But I'm like also super congested. You're like one of them dogs that's got floppy ears. But yeah. you don't got floppy ears. You just wear headphones all the time. Yeah, I don't have floppy ears. I'm just like Hungarian. <laughs> and that's like, I don't know, part of it. <laughs> Maybe. Part. By the Maybe. way, guys, for those of you who aren't on the Discord right now, Steve does not have floppy ears. I just want to throw no. that out there in nope. case there was any <laughs> concern. Somebody maybe thought I heard some people talking about how they thought Steve had like floppy beagle ears. He does not. Yeah. Stop spreading that rumor. <laughs> Stop it. It's hurtful. <laughs> but like since i'm congested i'm not tasting things perfectly so sure. i'm not gonna waste i only have like basically good beers at this point i have like mm-hmm. a really subtle allagash in my fridge mm-hmm. and i don't want to waste it on you know shitty congested palate yeah so i'm taking an opportunity of i had really bad vodka in my freezer <laughs> oh yeah and i'm just mixing that with coke and that's mm-hmm. giving me the self-medication and the coke mm-hmm. is giving me the pep to do the yeah. show for everybody. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, take advantage. Something about uh, 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 cola and vodka 
is such a strange combination that's not good. I, I, I vodka is just you know it's mostly flavorless. But when I think vodka, yeah. I think like something citrus, some fruit. Th- Cola. The only the, every time and I love this movie. We talked about in a recent recent episode as well when we had Premium Steve on. Uh, uh, that scene in Scrooged where Bill Murray's character is drinking vodka and tab. Yeah. Something about that just grosses me out. Like I said, the <laughs> idea of drinking vodka and cola just doesn't mix for me. I don't know. Can, now, can I turn, now, can I turn you? Pumpkin spice and grapefruit? Now that's a combo, baby. <laughs> can I turn you a little bit more then? The reason why I had the vodka in the freezer is because it's not particularly good vodka. It's, yeah. it's pinnacle lemonade. I uh, thought it- that helps a tiny bit because like okay. lemon Coke was a thing. Okay. Well, yeah, when they yeah. Had lemon coke. Right. Yeah. So, like, that's my thinking today. Mm. Um, but like, I just, I know it's been sitting in there for so long because it's not good. I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. like vodka lemonade. Oh, that'll be so refreshing. Sure. But it's not. It's very gross. It's Ugh. gross. <laughs> Bad. There is few things. I mean, my my misspent youth uh, with um, you know drinking ten dollar you know Vladimir was was our was our uh, mm-hmm. drug of choice in high school was you know plastic half gallon bottles of vladimir boy howdy that was yucky uh and then that's i can just i it's it's like a vladimir is a word that i can smell yeah you know as soon as you say vladimir it's, i just smell i smell that bad vodka dude i saw a meme on instagram that was like it's not even from an account i followed so this is just like the mm-hmm. the algorithm knowing who i am it was <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just a picture of that half gallon liter or whatever of Vladimir. And it mm-hmm. says, if you didn't grow up drinking this, are you, are you even from Pennsylvania? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's like, it, it's I hate just, that. <laughs> my, my friend, uh, Brian, uh, his name's also Brian. He used to um, have like a, this this bit that he would do uh, up in up in. He went to Cal U, beautiful Cal U in California, Pennsylvania. And when we go into the liquor store, he would get down and squat down as soon as he walked in the door and yeah. then just walk in like a catcher's position the whole way to the back of the store. Because he's like, I'm going bottom <laughs> shelf. I just get in position. You slow squats all the way to Vladimir. <laughs> God, it's giving me the heebie-jeebies thinking about it. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, uh, now that we got our, our, our various illnesses, uh, both self-inflicted and not uh, out of the way and the beverages we're using to cope with those things. Let's uh, uh, do a couple of things at the top of the show. For those of you who uh, who've been paying attention, uh, for those of you who, you know, who show up, who are just here in week in, week out, you know, listening to us in March, all that stuff, you know what's about to fucking go down next week on, on next week's episode, one week from, from when this comes out. So it will be the 2nd of uh, October, that first Monday in October. We're about to have... The son of a bitchin' October showdown. This is our WrestleMania, folks. All right, this is a dang old slobber knocker uh, wrapped, wrapped up in a dang old barn burner. What? It's gonna be fucking wild. Uh, go back and listen to last week's episode, and we'll explain all that. I ain't gonna go through all the dang old thing over and over and over again. You get the picks, uh, but just to remind you, we're doing a fatal four-way match, yins guys, uh, and we are gonna have. Uh, you know, obviously, Steve, myself. Uh, normally, we have one guest for these here showdown episodes, but we got two guests. One of which is uh, uh, a friend of the show, multiple time guest, Bigfoot Ben. Uh, and then we are—it's—it's it's, guys, it's happening. 
this is how we're really pitching this this uh, uh, this pay per view this week. This is the October showdown, of course. It's a big deal, but also. It's the return of the bog hag herself. Meg will be there, guys. She's going to come in here. She already sent. She's already sending me pictures of of uh, baseball bats wrapped in barbed wire. Uh, she sent me a picture of a of a kendo stick. I assume she's just going to lay into us with that <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, so things things are things are going to get rough next week. It's going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, if you I don't w- I don't know if you've been watching SmackDown, Brian, as of late. I have not. No, no, no I have not. Well. And this is basically because of SAG and WGA being on strike. Right. But they had a big SmackDown where both John Cena and The Rock appeared on SmackDown. Yeah, Yeah, because honestly, they have nothing else to do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. The Rock's just been showing up in bonkers places that you don't expect. Like I saw that at a a, a last week, Colorado uh, football game. And what the fuck's he have to do with Colorado? Did he go there? I don't know. He was on. He came to he was there on like college football today or whatever, which I don't even watch college football, but he was on like college football today or or whatever the pregame show is. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing there? He ain't got nothing Bulls else to do. Showing up. I, I saw the Brahma Bowl at Kennywood last night. He's yeah. just walking around signing signing shit. I saw him at an Ithaca TGI Fridays. Don't ask why I was there. <laughs> no, no explanation required. Yeah, I know, he I was know. just there. But, you know, with the Rock and Cena coming back to SmackDown, like we have to do a ratings grab ourselves. And now we're bringing mm-hmm. back Meg. So. We're bringing back Meg, like the Brock Lesnar of this podcast. She's just going to come up and every once in a while, show up, fuck everybody up. The return of the bog hag herself. Uh, she's coming out, like I said, coming off a, 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 a hot and heavy bog hag summer. Now transitioning into horse girl season. So she's going to be ready and raring to go. I said, Ben, a uh, lot of storylines going on. Like I said, follow the podcast. Listen to the last few episodes. Get caught up. Uh, just we should we should remind the audience mm-hmm. right before the showdown what mm-hmm. the movies are that we're going to watch. Oh, yes. yes so yes, they yes, can yes. so they can be prepared. Maybe they maybe they missed last week's episode, which they shouldn't. But if they did, we can remind them that in this four way fatal four way showdown, mm-hmm. uh, we all picked off the wheel of the ween. Yes. We and sure did. so we are subject to what the wheel subjected us to. But mm-hmm. it was nice this year on the first year. It was nice. It was. It was nice. It didn't fuck us completely as it has fucked uh, most of us or at least one of us every year um, uh, leading up to this. The Wheel of Ween this year didn't just have John Carpenter movies as it did in the past. It had 69 different uh, movies that were just Halloween themed or happened on Halloween or prominently uh, uh, displayed the uh, uh, the, ha- the Halloween season in them. So uh, I have them here. Ben ended up with a movie, which I'm excited to see. Still haven't watched it. I'm going to watch it this week called Hellions from 2015. Uh, Meg is doing the Funhouse Massacre, also from 2015. Coincidental? Mm. You be the judge. Um, I don't know what I mean by that. <laughs> I, I'm going to be doing uh, 2019 Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And then Steve, we all were right around, uh, you know, that, that, you know, last uh, in the last decade here. And then Steve going all the way back to 1986 with Trick or Treat. Again, this is not Trick or Treat, uh, which maybe we'll talk about tonight. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, from, it's not 2007's Trick or Treat. It's not Trick or Treats. It's not Trick. 
It is Trick or Treat from 1986, the one with uh, Rock's Chosen Warrior. For those of you who are new to the show, we get a lot of new listeners this time of year. That's great. Happy to have you. Also, fuck you, you bandwagon fans. Let's let's see if you're here in February. Bet you won't be, you rat bastards. Just kidding. Happy to <laughs> have you. Please don't bet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, if you want to uh, uh, continue to you know listen to spooky ooky stuff on the internet every damn Monday, we put out some spicy fresh new content uh, on on your on your podcast app. Go in there and follow us. Go and follow us on the podcast app or or subscribe or whatever you got to do. Um, and then if you want, if you like this here podcast. You can do a couple of things to support us. One, you can go on that same old podcast app that you were already on. You're already looking at it right now. Uh, if you're not, uh, if you're driving, let go of the wheel. <laughs> Pick up your <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Wait till you stop. Wait till you stop, guys. Don't crash your car. Pick up uh, that, that phone. Uh, pull off the side of the road. Put on your four ways. Like, subscribe. Do what you got to do. Then go in that podcast app and hit review. Give us five stars, however a maximum amount of stars there is. And then write, you got to write a little review. Say, hey, I like this here podcast. Whatever you got to do. Do that. And then you will have a, 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 a dang old, some stickers coming your way. You got to shoot us a quick old DM on the Instagrams or uh, over on the, on the Twitchers or whatever. What, what, do you, what do you call it? The Twix? Shoot us one the over Twix. there and say, hey, we review jeans, guys. We like the podcast. And I'll send you some dang old Halloween's Forever stickers in the mail. And I'll probably send you some other spooky, ooky shit, too. So uh, we very much appreciate that, especially this time of year. It means a lot for us. We get a lot of listeners this time of year. And uh, introduce new people to podcasts is cool. Um, the other thing that you can do is... If you are uh, feel so inclined, uh, as we have uh, uh, some some Patreon friends here currently uh, listening to us uh, record live in, in the old uh, what, what is this dang thing called here? Discord, right? The old Discord uh, on the Discord channel here. Uh, if you want to join our friends that are that are that are listening to us record live, go over to uh, Patreon.com forward slash Halloween is forever. Steve, why don't you why don't you tell them about all that business we got going on over there? Well, you get onto the Patreon, right? You got to go to Patreon, right? Got to go Patreon. And you sign up on Patreon. We got two tiers on the Patreon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One tier doesn't get you Discord. The other tier does. Mm-hmm. If the tier that doesn't get you Discord, it does get Pay you other things. This is important. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll get you other things. I mean, you get mm-hmm. like reviews. You get some extra stuff. You get an extra vote in the poll. Right. You know, a couple things there. But what you really want to do, you want to sign up for the other tier, the rascal yeah. tier. That rascal tier, get on that rascal tier. Rascal tier, that gets you Discord. That gets you all the other fun things. Mm-hmm. And it gets you a monthly exclusive podcast, Family is Forever. I almost forgot about it. Just for one second, for whatever reason, <laughs> my brain decided to uh, play a little uh, kind trick on me and make me forget about this this uh, this Patreon-exclusive podcast we got going on here. Because, uh, uh, frankly... The podcast is fun. The movies suck ass. Uh, <laughs> Steve is, has uh, has has. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but it is a lot of fun uh, to record. But unfortunately, what has happened is Steve has lured me into what I thought at first was just like a, a, a long con, a troll that he was doing. Now I'm fully convinced it's some sort of mind control psyop situation. Um, and I'm not sure who all's involved. I don't know who to trust. Um, I'm alienating myself from my friends and loved ones because I'm worried that, again, um, it's some sort of psyop. Some, eventually, they're going to start. I don't know if mind control is involved, but 
what we have to do is watch every single movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise. And you might say, wait, you guys are a horror podcast. Why are you watching Fast and Furious movies? I don't fucking know you guys. I, I feel like I'm a victim here. Uh, I, I don't don't victim blame me. Um, but <laughs> and we, you see we, you see audience right there. He's calling himself a victim. <laughs> and that's the meta horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am somehow uh, being like this is uh, I don't know if it's some sort of social experiment. Again, I'm not sure. But each month we watch one movie of the 17 fucking movies. I thought there were only 10. Now I hear there's more than 10, um, which makes me very sad and depressed to know that I have to do it for another week. And I'm already thinking about once we get through these 10, 11, whatever, it's practically a damn year of Fast and the Furious movies uh, that we discuss on on the on the patreon exclusive podcast i'm thinking after that it's only fair if i survive this which there's no guarantees that i'm going to make it through this i think it's only fair that i get to pick the series after sure after this and i've got some terrible ideas sure and i just (laughs) want and i want to use that i have very little leverage in this situation but i want to use that just so whoever is trying to um you know assault my brain from the inside can use that Maybe they'll pump the brakes a little bit. I don't know. Uh, but but I do have recourse. If I survive, I do have some degree of recourse that maybe they might need to be worried about a little bit. Yeah. Brian does have, you know, a couple months now to mm-hmm. figure out what my kryptonite is. Yeah. You know, so like he's going to be while he's investigating the sub the the plot of like mm-hmm. why he has to do the Fast and the Furious films. He now has yeah. another investigation of how to get me back. Yeah, I have a couple of ideas, um, one of which it's like, do I want to subject myself to that as well? mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, Anyway, guys, it's a lot of fun to talk about. They're really goofy, stupid movies. We've done the first three. We just got done, went Tokyo Drifting. Now we're going to the fourth one, uh, which I think is just called. It's like Halloween 2018. They just named it fast. I think it's Fast and Furious instead of Fast and the Furious. Is that the yes. only difference? Yeah. Yes. Which you who, are who correct. Fucking, who fucking knows why? I'm sure it's going to be so goddamn stupid. They um, even short shorten and because it's ampersand. It's fast <laughs> ampersand furious. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually the movies just become fast. Yeah. At some or point. Or furious. Are there ones that are just furious? Because I know ones sometimes are just you're furious. Ju- oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, anyway, if you want to go down this this uh, this rabbit hole with me and, uh, you know, do I mean, your life might end as a result of it or your relationships with your friends and loved ones might be uh, forever changed for the negative. We'll see. But if you want to do that, come on over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash always forever. Sign up for that rascal tier. Five dollars a month gets you uh, access to all that stuff. Plus that their uh, podcast um, that's only for our Patreon subscribers. So anyway guys uh and again if you just want to follow us on the, on the internet spooky yuki shit all the time on there at halloween is forever um or at hallow forever pod over on a on a on a twitch or at hallow forever on 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 uh, uh uh on twix um and then pretty much at halloween is forever everywhere else yeah all right anything else we gotta do before we get into this here uh, main uh topic at a minisode uh, no, just wanted to point out we, you know, again, if you're part of the Discord, you get to interact with the show as it happens live. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of our listeners, Dan, is with us today. 
Mm-hmm. And he pointed out that Brian, one of your options to torture me after Fast and the Furious is over. Okay, I like this. Is a 12-month marathon of Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> Dan Simpatico. That was my number one idea. Was uh, was was actually <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movies because I <laughs> I somehow genuinely enjoy them. They're like white noise and you just see Christmassy lights and stuff like that. That was literally my number one guess. So we are we are simpatico. I think that that's where I'm leaning. I got again, I got like a lot of months still to figure this out. But that is the direction that I'm leaning currently because I feel like Steve, like I don't mind them as much as most rational people. I mean, not to say I'm a rational person, but you get the idea. (laughs) And then Steve, I feel would genuinely hate them, which I really like because they are really bad filmmaking, which I think will make Steve (laughs) very upset. (laughs) Poorly lit. Um, uh, A lot of bad, like bad CGI snow. Terrible, like no character development development the plot yeah. suck the, a million tropes that are just recycled i just think it'll really like hurt steve bad and mm-hmm. that's what i'm trying to do could be could yeah. be no. <laughs> you are you, you, are, you we, we are we are on the same page here so uh let's get into the topic for today's mini so which is a fun one we we uh we do one of these now and again. We usually do uh, one or two of them around the old spooky season here. And this is the last mini sort of September, which means we are diving headfirst into spooky season. Listen, my house is already decorated. I've been celebrating. There's a goddamn 10 bajillion pumpkins all over my fucking house. Frankenstein, spook them up, skeletons everywhere. Um, so I want to jump headfirst into this. We've talked about our, you know, uh, uh, you know, Halloween memories and, and, and you know, uh, costumes and stuff like this. I want to talk specifically about trick or treat scenes from movies, could be television shows. I did, even though some of my favorite ones are actually from commercials, I did not go into commercials. I feel like that could almost be a separate episode we do like next year or something like that. Um, but if we got some from commercials, I'm open to that too. But I stuck to uh, uh, my list is, is, is movies and TV shows. Yeah, I mean, that's why I stuck to as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. You just want to kind of go back and forth and we can uh, we can talk about them. And then I'm sure we'll have some of the same ones who have to cross off the list. But uh, why why don't you kick us off, Steve? Yeah, I just wanted to point out quickly. um, Mm -hmm. Go because I don't know that we'll touch on them too much this episode because it's rehashing. Mm -hmm. But go back to our showdown earlier in the year that we did with Louie from the Haunted Hangover. Oh, yeah. Because we did three of, you know, our favorite Nickelodeon uh, horror, you know, like Halloween episodes, but all three Mm -hmm. of them also have like trick or treat scenes. And I mean, Brian's won that that showdown because it undeniably has one of the best trick or treat scenes in the Pete and Pete episode. Oh, yeah. But then also Rocco's Modern Life. And, you know, I think I personally thought that one was strong. And then Louie liked the. <laughs> Louis liked the Doug episode, so you know mm-hmm. there, there's but there's trick or treating in all three of them, and I I do think the, I mean just just for the really really big man joke alone is why you watched the Rocco one. So. Yeah, dressed as really really big. Yeah. yeah. Um. So here's uh uh yeah uh, th- that one. If listen, if you're if you want to get into the dang old spooky season spirit, guys, go watch season. It's season two, episode seven. Uh, of the adventures of Pete and Pete 
the Nickelodeon series from the from the you know early to I guess mid nineties. Um, it's called Halloweeny. Oh, it's just it is one of the greatest uh, Halloween, in my opinion, the greatest Halloween episode of any show ever. But yeah, go check that one out. Yeah, all right. What are you going to kick it? What are you going to kick it off with, Steve? So I'm going to kick it off with actually not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we said trick or treat scenes, but we didn't say horror movie. So no, I I've to, got a yeah. couple that are not horror movies. Yeah, yeah. but I want to take us back to the year 1999 and the film Big Daddy. <laughs> I like this one. Yeah, yeah, one, I know what you're talking. About. One of the uh, few, like, I mean, one of the few Adam Sandler films where he puts forth like an actual try like <laughs> he has his he has his comedy films before this that you know like happy gilmore and everything where he's just being silly and doofy mm-hmm. big daddy was like i think the first time he did an actual try to be like somewhat emotional i think it pre- I, yeah it definitely predates punch drunk love yes yeah so it's I like you're right yeah so every now and then you get like these adam sandler films where he puts forth like effort and like people go oh yeah he can act but like mm-hmm. he just never chooses to because he'd rather just do vacation films with his buddies. Well, and also it's like if you can make a bajillion dollars and not even try, why would you try? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Netflix is paying me a bajillion dollars to make phone it in, baby. Yeah. yeah, of course. I get to go to Italy and make out with uh, fucking what's her face? Um, Jennifer Aniston. Like a doy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Big Daddy, I think, was like the first time he kind of tried to put forth an actual try of like being somewhat sentimental. And, you know, for people who didn't see the film, it's about like a a guy who winds up adopting a kid that he isn't related to or anything. But he tries the best he can to raise him because he's a fucking like loser. You know, he, mm-hmm. he's just kind of a lay around lazy but with, bum. like the most amazing apartment uh, that yeah. was like back when people never tried to portray people's living situations as anything but awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's like, hey, Arnold, like he lived in like a boarding house, but he had the coolest bedroom in history. You yeah, know, this guy's supposed to be like, you know, a kind of a like I said, kind of a, a arrested development kind of loserish guy. But he has like this fucking unbelievable giant apartment. <laughs> yeah, a huge loft. <laughs> That it's yeah. just you know sprawling. I mean, it's not it's not dissimilar from what was that? What was that shitty punishment film we did with the with the hacker fear.com the hacker's apartment oh, fear in dot, fear dot com fear dot com dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. The the fear dot com. HTTP colon forward slash fear dot com slash. I'm just making myself laugh. I'm not going to do it. But yeah, the hacker her apartment in that film. That's just yeah. like a sprawling lobby of some sort. <laughs> Huge, like just dark wood, giant oak furniture. Just yeah, and she's a yeah. hacker. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so that's the setup of Big Daddy, and then you know he takes this kid out on his first trick or treat, and the kid is dressed the way the kid wanted the dress. Mm-hmm. Like the kid, I mean, the kid calls himself Frankenstein for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't. Yeah. He looks. He looks like for, at first glance, he's dressed as Mr. Crab from SpongeBob. Yeah, I don't know why. Predating SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't it look like with the things on his hand? I don't know. Yeah, he's got he's got like a giant orange you know like orb around him. So I guess mm-hmm. he's a pumpkin maybe. But then he's also wearing he's boxing to. gloves, and then like orange pantyhose that are coming off his head like ears. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he has like the kind of the traditional scarecrow makeup of like the, yeah. the, the red rosy red cheeks and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he just looks like a goof. He doesn't look like anything. And they, 
he takes him to this like brownstone in the middle of New York City and he's like knocking on the door to get him his first time trick or treat. And he's like, he sees a guy through the window and the guy's on his phone. And he's just like this annoying New York elite. And he's like, hey, buddy, first timer here. Do the right thing. <laughs> it's, it's like kind of threatening him. Vague threats. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah it's vague threat. Just do the right thing is such a like a vague threat. Because <laughs> the guy's like kind of like go away. He's like signaling like go away, go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. you know, my uh, my lights on or whatever. You know, he's not he's not uh, he's not participating in trick or treat. Yeah. Mm. It, but, you know, the guy gives him the finger and Adam Sandler goes around the back, breaks into his house. <laughs> It's just like I, I wanted to just bring straight this straight up B&E. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I wanted, right here. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up because I've it's for sure something else we're going to talk about later in the episode. But mm-hmm. it's just it's so funny the way he breaks into his house, argues with him. And then like they open the door and the, and the guy winds up throwing like a box of life cereal <laughs> and CDs in his watch. Into the- <laughs> he's like he's like, take to give the child things figure yeah. out what things you're gonna give him yeah yeah <laughs> he just gives him whole whatever he had on hand and he's like it's no candy and he's like he's not happy what else do you have and he gives him his watch and it's like at this point it's just it's just a robbery it's just a break yeah you know it's just thuggery. It's just strong arm robbery right yeah <laughs> but i uh, wanted to bring it up scene. i wanted to bring it up because one we're probably going to talk about something similar later in the episode and then two it also reminds me of a trick-or-treat story of my own which i feel like i probably told on like where your parents strong arm robbed somebody (laughs) no they were never that cool (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like i told this story on a really early episode of the podcast when we were just Mm -hmm. like doing like our regular halloween memories Mm -hmm. and it was like we my neighborhood that i trick-or-treated in like it was kind of dull for the most part Mm -hmm. There was one house that was also a Jehovah's Witness house and they had left their light on one one year and I went knocking at the door and then they just turned the light out on me as I was knocking oh, on the door. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Who does that to a child? Who that 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 is the house that the trick in trick like that is the house that you egg. That's the, the house that gets house. tricked. Yeah. 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 Like if I I mean, they got lucky because I was just like a seven or eight year old kid by myself mm-hmm. yeah. you know like yeah so like they got lucky because it was just me and like i don't you know i'm like out trick-or-treating with my mom and yeah. like you know my mom was like driving me places <laughs> so yeah well that's how grow it like when i was really young like too young to go trick-or-treating by myself that's what we did because we live in the country right so it was literally everyone jump in the back of the truck and we just drive from house to house because sometimes it's you know a half a mile apart between yeah, the houses could, or whatever yeah you couldn't walk it and get like you could walk it but you wouldn't get enough candy really no it wouldn't be worth it and uh the best thing about this is out out where i grew up People don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters, mm-hmm. so they give you, like, not even full-size candy bars. They give you, like, bags of candy bars. Right. Like, there was one place that we would drive, like, five, ten minutes out of the way that we didn't even go in this area, but we would go there because they would give out ten packs of, uh, you know, back when the uh, the mini candy bars, before they came in bags, they come in those, like, sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they yeah, would yeah. just give you they just have like five of those and go here take one of these sleeves and i'd be like oh hell yeah and you get hell like yeah, 10 dude. or however many <laughs> many candy bars like you guys fucking rule um yeah but 
Yeah, yeah, just yeah. I I I I always like that big daddy scene because it reminded me of the justice I didn't get as a co- as, mm. as a child at the time. Mm. Someone ignored if me. Only Adam, and if 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 I had a nickel for every time I said to myself, "God, I wish Adam Sandler was my adopted father." <laughs> like I can't even tell you how. how wish much Adam Sandler was here right much- now. <laughs> <laughs> you're so fucking lucky adam sandler like me i just say that to like my bullies getting beat up as a kid you guys are fucking lucky adam sandler isn't like isn't here and he isn't my adopted father <laughs> and then they're like this is why you get beat up <laughs> this is why we beat you up you say weird shit like that <laughs> stop we wouldn't beat you up you didn't say weird shit um uh, all right yeah that's a great one that's a great one um i am going to and i and i i don't know maybe this is unfair but i have quite a few here and i I, i'm gonna just kind of mention the halloween franchise yeah uh, because there are a lot of great halloween you know a lot of very you know just halloween halloween six halloween actually four and five both have some cool halloween and halloween party scenes but specifically to trick-or-treating I remember one of the first one, you know, like, like, you know, Halloween 1978 was like the first movie I was like first horror movie I was like fully obsessed with and still am and watched a bajillion times. But the trick or treating scene from that was always perplexing and interesting to me because. Like whenever Lori is like walking home from school, there are already kids out trick or treating. Yeah. And I it always made me think of it like it was one of those like things that made you like nostalgic for a thing you never experienced. You know, like back in the day, like I'm at decades and decades and decades ago, probably there was no like designated time for trick or treating. It's just like when you got home from school and got your costume on, you went out trick or treating and you went trick or treating until there were no more houses with their lights on. Like you would legitimately like probably trick or treat for like six, eight hours. Now it's like a very structured, like it's a two hour, three yeah. hour thing or whatever. Yeah. They um, send out a flyer and the, you know, the VFD is like, Hey, you know, this is when your time is don't get off the streets after that. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, it's gotten better in recent years. Like I have young kids, you know, we go trick or treating with a bunch of like friends. It's a big group of kids. They have a blast. Um, but it used to be like for a few years there, trick or treat was like from like five to seven. I swear to God, like it was so early. It was still light for the entire time almost. Mm. And it really pissed me off. But now they're getting back to, you know, I think last, you know, trick or treat, at least in our, you know, municipality is like six to eight p.m. or whatever. So at least it's like fucking dark out. Um, but Halloween, you know, it was like after school and there's just um, like kids already trick-or-treating and i was like it just always was very intriguing to me <laughs> as a child um halloween three obviously has an amazing you know a, a number of of good trick-or-treating scenes but especially the kind of iconic scene i just posted like a little like real you know real on instagram the other day um that you can check out that includes this of like a little mashup of some of my favorite trick or treat scenes. And this one is on there and it's the one where they, uh, at the end of the movie where they're showing all the kids going out trick or treating and they all have the masks on. And it's like this scene where you've come to the realization that Tom Atkins, uh, has failed in his, his, uh, you know, he's discovered what was going on. He knows what's happening. He knows that this is, you know, obviously, you know, he had, he'd, you know, uh, Cochrane and all that happens so it's like you're you know 
he knows that this is a way to sacrifice millions of children and uh he gets you know calls to take take the ad off the air you know all that, all that. and then um it continues to run and then you see all the kids out like trick-or-treating with their masks and stuff on and it goes from like different cities and one of them is uh los angeles and it has these kids like walking down a hill and they're pretty much just in silhouette behind like the the like this kind of very eerie red orange backdrop of like uh like the la not even skyline because i don't really have a sky but you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you see that them a silhouette against the sky with like the city off in the distance and it says like los angeles california or whatever um i love that that image like it's an iconic image it's i'm not the first person to say like hey that's a cool image but it just it just always always stuck with me yeah i think i think that ties into like it i wanted to put it up as not a favorite scene mm-hmm. but you, you've mentioned two things that kind of tie into it you know with the with the daytime trick-or-treating and now mm-hmm. the you know kind of the los angeles the sun's still up but you know everybody's mm-hmm. in silhouette is mm-hmm. the et trick-or-treat scene is like i posted something about that the other day too i never yeah no go ahead i yeah i never really like i kind of was never that big of an et fan <laughs> yeah like but, i mean I, I like et overall but like that mm-hmm. scene is like an anti-good trick-or-treat scene because mm-hmm. like you're saying it's in daylight like kids are just wandering around whenever and it's just like a bunch of people wandering yeah. around it's not like interesting you're it's, also in this very boring wide open cul-de-sac yeah. there's no trees there's no nothing it looks hot yeah like it looks like it's hot out yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah like an, it, it looks terrible like it's um just the way the film is color corrected it's super warm so it looks like it's hot midday in los mm-hmm. angeles and there's no rhyme or reason it's just like a bunch of monsters wandering around and it feels mm-hmm. like the only reason this scene exists in et is to pay the service to yoda yep. so so steven spielberg can give a little nod to his friend george lucas and be like mm-hmm. look my alien met your alien and yeah, then look let's let's touch weenie tips yeah, yeah. it's such a <laughs> weird dumb weird dumb scene yeah and also why the kid who's got the yoda scene or the yoda costume it's like a movie quality yoda mask it's like it's, not realistic it's better than store quality for sure yeah <laughs> um it's way too nice yeah the other the other thing I just think it's kind of a little bit funny about that is like in that scene, like when E.T. sees Yoda, he starts wandering at Yoda, just going home, home. And it's like, OK, kind of funny. But then later it's retconned in the Star Wars prequels because the E.T.'s are in like the Galactic Senate. Are you saying like if you go back now to that E.T. scene, are we literally saying that E.T. recognizes Yoda as like a high senator? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I don't think so. But, but I mean, I like to th- that's the way it plays I like now. Th- I know. I like to think that the Star Wars universe is so up its own asshole that that is that is what happened. Yeah. But yes. So the uh, the the last one I'll mention was the uh, from from Halloween uh, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Which is is just a great, not only a great trick or treat scene, but but my favorite scene in the whole movie, which is mm-hmm. it starts in trick or treat. You know, it starts on Halloween night, and uh, you know, it's as Michael is just starting to uh, uh, to really get down to business with this whole rampage uh, that he does, and um, you know, you see all these kids running around. It's a little bit of a chaotic uh, 
uh, trick or treat scene, which I love because like, you know, it's very easy to make trick or treat scenes like very fuzzy and nostalgic and all that stuff. But sometimes like the most fun thing about it when you were a kid was, um, you know, that it was kind of just chaos. You were just running amok, you know right. what I mean, around the neighborhood. So there's all these kids running around just carrying on. And then um, someone just like walks past and just lights off a bunch of firecrackers, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, what's going on? And then you see and then, you know, it's it's Mike, you know, you see Michael and he bumps into a kid and then he uh, he, you know, you you start following Michael. The camera starts following him from behind. He slips back, you know, between a couple of houses, uh, you know, goes through this little like carport and then eventually, you know, grabs a hammer and goes in the house and, you know, all that stuff. So it's 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 the coolest scene in the movie and it happens to be a trick or treat scene. Yeah. And, and this was what I was talking about with the big daddy. Mm-hmm. This is the super violent version of the big daddy scene because mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, it, it, I like I like this scene specifically in Halloween because, mm-hmm. you know, it's done as like a it's done as a one take whether or not they fudged it, you know, is I don't care. Who knows, yeah. Yeah, I don't care that much because it still looks good. But uh, it ends. It ends with Michael going through the back door of a house very similar to big daddy <laughs> yeah, it does. except instead of stealing someone's life cereal he sticks a knife through the back of their neck <laughs> he steals somebody's life <laughs> that's <laughs> how did i miss that one it was like you threw me a beach ball i was holding a tennis racket and i just whipped yeah um that's funny um, yeah, that's it's just a cool scene. Best scene in the movie, even with the CGI, like the little bit of the CGI ishness of the knife kill at the end, which is like eh, yeah. better. But it's it's um, it's such a cool scene. Yeah. 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 Also, like that scene begins. I think it's a I think it is a callback to the original Halloween film because he bumps into the kid. He bumps into two kids, really. But like one of the kids is holding a pumpkin full of candy. And he drops yeah. it and spills it. And I think that's like a call. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's a callback to the first movie where yeah. uh, isn't it? Um, isn't it Tommy, Tommy Jarvis is walking through the school and then bumps Tommy into Do- my- Tommy Jarvis is Friday 13th. It's oh, Tommy yeah. Doyle. Whoops. Tommy Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah. my Tommy's mixed up. But yeah, Tommy Doyle's <laughs> walking with a, a jack-o'-lantern and bumps into Michael and drops it. So, yeah, yeah he bumps into him. Well, it was after he he. Uh, well, the kids, um, he bumps into him. That was after he's carrying the pumpkin and the, the kids like knock him down, smash his pumpkin or whatever. Mm. And then he runs into as he's like escaping that scene at the school. Um, he bumps into Michael and Michael's like oh, okay. looks up at him and takes off. And yeah. But yeah, that's that's a definite, definite call back there, I would think. Yeah. But yeah, just just a, a an overall fun scene. And even. Uh, even in Halloween Kills, even though it gets into like Marvel style filmmaking <laughs> of because uh, you see you see the you see the doctor and the nurse in this scene. Right. As they're, as they're you know, getting ready to leave the house and like they they escape Michael unknowingly. But yes. then you see you see that scene from their perspective in Halloween Kills. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good, uh, honestly, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in that movie. And there's not a ton of great ones in, in that particular, <laughs> uh, in that particular movie. But yeah, it's all good. Uh, that's that's all I got in the old Halloween franchise. What do you got? Yeah. So uh, I want to bring one up that was suggested by a listener. And again, uh, Dan's with us today while we're recording. But uh, he also suggested earlier in the week that we can't forget about 
uh, the peanuts and the great pumpkin and the trick oh, yeah. the trick or treating scene in that, which I mean, that was on my list as well. Just same. Yeah, it was on my list, too. Yeah, but uh, it's it's so great. It's great for two reasons. One, you have Lucy leading the gang through trick or treating and mm-hmm. she gets in front of the line and she's always first and she's always there to uh, complain about her brother Linus being in the great mm-hmm. pumpkin patch and she's using it to get more candy and it's yeah. just like constant complaining even after she gets the candy she's just mm-hmm. like oh boy what a blockhead he's out there just <laughs> spending all his time and I gotta get candy for him can you just give me a little bit of candy yeah. he how is... embarrassing to have to ask for something for my blockhead brother yeah she's yeah. <laughs> she's just being a real martyr here yeah just just a total martyr an early Karen <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's, you know, just getting the candy and then the other is the punchline of like after every house all the kids gather together and they talk about what candy they got and then mm. dumb old chuck comes up with his terrible ghost costume that's an irregular from china or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> and he and he has the punchline of i got a rock <laughs> yeah but classic the my favorite part about that though is when they're in line getting candy charlie's never the last one in line so it's not like the house ran out of candy and then gave him a rock they're yeah. specifically fucking him over <laughs> oh yeah he charlie brown's getting gang stalked yeah. um the, you know he is the all the town adults get together and go let's fuck with this kid like yeah. this kid is like they really hate him genuinely everyone hates charlie brown all the time uh he's always catching shit from everybody and for all the adults to be in on it now all of a sudden is really like devious i feel like yeah <laughs> Dan called it community hazing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's his. They're just doing like doing this to to like what was he supposed to be like nine? Yeah, you know I mean? right. Years yeah, old yeah. I mean, yeah, he's just a child. Everybody knows yeah. it. And it's, I've, I'm pretty sure some of those parents have also got to be parents of the kids that are he's trick or treating with. And they're mm-hmm. still just fucking him over. Like we hate yeah. we hate this Charlie Brown kid hanging out with our kid. Yeah. <laughs> we we hate that he's yeah he's a bad influence on our kid not because he's mean just because he sucks so bad yeah he just sucks uh, <laughs> he just bums us out yeah <laughs> kids are real fucking uh, bummer and, <laughs> and that's coming from a group of kids that has pig pen in it <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah but pig pen is the shit like he's yeah he is nobody gives him a hard time yeah and uh yeah yeah he's a yeah, the, he's a scuzz but he's fun yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's all right. He sees and he also, he, you know, he says poignant things. Yeah. Um, yeah. My my favorite part of this one is like the opening. It, it's like a little opening kind of montage thing um, leading like and you get there's no you know, there's no dialogue. It's just the trick or treaters like and you don't even know that they're not necessarily even associating them with like the actual peanuts characters. Mm-hmm. So there's kids in masks, you know, kind of getting chased around uh, by uh you know, bats fly out for at, at first. And then there's like a pumpkin that like some jack-o'-lanterns. And it's just like the symbol of like, hey, this is just all this crazy stimulus that is happening. Stimuli that's happening during Halloween and trick or treat that are, you know, the kids are having fun and getting scared and shit like that. The best part in my mind, I'm, you know, call me call me basic. I absolutely love the soundtrack for all the peanut stuff. And I own all these soundtracks on like 
multiple formats. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Vince Guaraldi's, you know, soundtrack to to this whole special is just fucking amazing. And it just sets sets the mood. And like for it to be there really isn't another Halloween special that has lived this long. No. Right. Like there's tons of Christmas specials that are from you know the the 50s and 60s and stuff like that and even halloween you know tons of christmas movies obviously from from way back you know uh, that are 50 60 70 years old this from 1966 i can't think of enough i can't think of one more that is purely a halloween right special or even a halloween themed you know episode of something that has that is even as remotely as iconic as this one that's that old. Yeah. I think that's partially why we got so many um like Nickelodeon Halloween specials. Because it yeah. was it's like almost a void of like yeah. you know, nobody else had them. So let's fucking make our own. Like let's make a whole bunch. I mean, it also has to do with just the way TV seasons ran, you know, yeah. back in the day. But it's also like, hey, let's make a whole bunch of Halloween specials. We can rerun them all the time on Snicker Treat. We only have to make the one, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, Halloween has also become just like a bigger part of like the culture over mm-hmm. the years. You know, uh, it was, a, I feel like, a fairly niche holiday for, you know, uh, certain decades, you know, kind of goes in and out of fashion a little bit, if you will. Yeah. Um, eventually we wrenched it away from the Irish and brought it to the masses. So <laughs> eventually, yeah, wrestled it from the, the filthy pagan uh, uh, Irish folks. But yeah, I mean, I just never get sick of this one. I actually just got got my hands on a, a box of the uh, uh, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown cereal. The oh, other yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find it for the longest time. You know, I'm out there looking for the dang old, uh, you know, the Carmella Creepers and the in the Monster Mash remixes and all the you know regular monster shows. I, no problem finding any of those. Got freaking what, a bunch of dumb shit. You know your Halloween Crunch and all that stuff. Yeah, I just found which I say just like it's not even October yet. But normally this stuff like I'm snagging it up in August, <laughs> and I just found the uh, the Great Pumpkin cereal. So I feel like possibly if Charles Schultz was still alive, he wouldn't sign off on that doesn't feel like it he had a lot of like obviously there was a big message and like of anti-commercialism and stuff like that yeah. in a lot of things he does yeah doesn't feel like he would have loved the serial <laughs> angle of it um but it is weird the i'm sure schultz you know like heirs whoever whoever it is that that owns the rights to that his family or whatever is are very particular about what they put uh the, you know the peanuts on right yeah but it's the things that they put them on are like are baffling. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, you know sometimes I mean? there's just like a real weird one that comes out and you're like, OK, I mean, I guess you believe in it or something <laughs> like. So the one thing that I saw that I saw that I, I definitely noticed before, but just subconsciously hadn't really paid that much attention to is whenever you go to like I was at Costco. Yeah. And they had these big, big, giant bins of pumpkins or like, you know, maybe you're at like a, a grocery store that sells, you know, pumpkins or whatever, um, you know, before any, uh, you know, actual pumpkin patches are like really open. You can go buy, you know, a pumpkin at fucking, you know, Costco or whatever. Yeah. The giant cardboard like bins, like totes. Yeah. Um, that they have men are. Like peanuts themed. Like yeah. It says like the great pumpkin or whatever. I'm like. 
who made that deal with like <laughs> big pumpkin yeah. you know like the <laughs> the big pumpkin farmers uh got got in on the ground level with the schultz family yeah just a, it's either a farming subsidiary or it's a fucking cardboard big cardboard <laughs> It's like, hey, can we can we make these bins? <laughs> yeah. Charles Schultz really, you know, was pretty anti-commercialism, but hated trees. Right. You know? So he was really into anything that would just destroy for just deforesting. He was he loved to deforest. Couldn't help himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that you know, I lo- love, love the great, uh, the great. It's the great pumpkin. Charlie Brown is the, the proper, which I always thought was also kind of a an interesting title mm-hmm. it's the great pumpkin comma charlie brown that's the title of the yeah. of the of the special <laughs> yeah it's an interesting premise like when the holiday is so associated with like evil and all that kind of shit it was a brilliant way of like taking it away from the evil but also taking it away from fucking uh like kind of the paganist views of it as well it's just like we're gonna make a thing up and it's the great pumpkin but the great pumpkin doesn't show up either so it's whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah i always took it as like it was some sort of like um like uh like god allegory (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i don't know maybe i'm thinking into it too much um christ is the great pumpkin and christ doesn't arrive but you should believe in case he does Yes, exactly. Like, keep believing, because the second you stop believing, he ain't going to come. Have and faith. also, the fact that he hasn't come after 2,000-something years is your fault. You didn't believe hard enough. Yeah, yeah. Just because he didn't come after 2,000 doesn't mean he doesn't come in 2001. <laughs> you weren't see, You weren't sincere enough. You didn't buy, um, you didn't buy enough MetLife policies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's another weird one, right? <laughs> right? And like also Cedar Point, like yeah. the amusement park. We've talked about that before, too. Um, anyway, yeah, I'll I'll throw out another uh, uh, another uh, listener suggestion here from Felina. I don't know if this is a real name or if this is like a, 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 a just a, a, you know, online avatar type of name, but it's an awesome name. Felina Grindstaff uh, on Instagram. Nice. <laughs> if that's your real name, that's a sick real name. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, she uh, brought up a uh, uh, trick or treat, mm-hmm. uh, not to be confused with 1986's movie that you're going to do on the on the uh, showdown next week. This is 2007's trick or treat uh, when you first meet Sam while while he's trick or treating. So Sam being the the uh, kind of vengeful spirit of halloween if you will uh in 2007's trick or treat directed by mike doherty i think um and it is a really cool uh if you've not seen it i don't imagine who is listening to this podcast who hasn't saw trick or treat maybe you're new uh, uh to the podcast and you um you know uh, are just getting in horror movies or something if so I'm jealous of you because you really need to go, uh, you know, check out trick or trick or treat uh, from 2007 for the first time. Perfect time of year to do it. Yeah, um, it's it's an anthology of sorts, but a, a creative anthology um, that, you know, has this kind of through line wraparound story with Sam, who's this, you know, I won't spoil it in case you haven't seen it, um, but he's a little trick or treater. Um, but, you know, he's a little bit a little bit more than that as well. Um, and there's a couple different scenes, you know, that are trick or treat scenes in this. And the one that I always remember, because I remember the first time I watched this movie, I guess I didn't expect it to be as, um, I don't know, uh, like 
intense as it was like for whatever reason i just had something in my mind that it was going to be a little bit goofier because now like sam is you know a really iconic halloween and horror image uh and character um and there's you know this movie was i don't think it was an enormous commercial success i feel like it it you know gained an audience a little bit later on yeah it's definitely a huge cult success but yes big time now i mean now it's like it's a huge it's a huge, uh, not even a franchise. You know, there's only one movie. Although yeah. I keep hearing that they're going to make another one, but I feel like they just every couple of years say that they're going to make another one, but it never actually happens. <laughs> um, but it is a little, you know, he has this uh, lollipop, like this big Jack Lantern lollipop with like a bite taken out of it. You know, he he kind of has the like, uh, like a, an orange onesie and then like a burlap sack kind of mask on. So he's definitely creepy looking, but he looks like a little child. He's meant to look like a little child. Um, but when I remember seeing the previews for this when it came out and just thinking it was going to be. I don't know, like almost PG-13 type of horror, but the opening scene um like i said i won't spoil the whole kill but you get this scene of like uh uh this woman uh your husband and wife and you know it's all about you 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 can't betray certain rules of halloween um and they ultimately do and then you know meet one of them meets their end as a result of it and there's a scene where like these three trick-or-treaters or or you know, they're kind of older, uh, come up and kind of, you know, see this happen or see a little bit of the aftermath of it happening and just like run away screaming. And the street scenes of that and and even the, the uh, you know, the, the one, I don't know if it's the second to last or the last segment with Brian Cox in it. I know he's in a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um the street scenes of trick or treating are awesome yeah. in this in this movie. Like you could probably point to almost any of them you know and there'll be a there'll be a a cool trick-or-treat scene any of the segments there's probably some sort of cool trick-or-treat or or trick-or-treat related scene yeah i mean and you know that's the name of the movie but yeah like right everything feel everything has that fall feel to it like the the movie has a great look overall and just back to a point that you were saying before about like how you're surprised about like the violence in it like this film is not afraid to put kids in peril like it Uh, it does it repeatedly (laughs) and so like it's yeah even though it has like almost this hocus pocus feel to it it's Mm -hmm. so like violent and over the top sometimes and like surprisingly violent like the one of the scenes with um oh what's his name i think he's he's like the bad guy in everything he's the bad guy in law and order all the time uh his name's like dylan and it's like him and the uh, the kid from Bad Santa, and he like <laughs> gives him the chocolate, and the chocolate fucking <laughs> is poison. Like, <laughs> yeah, or there, was it poison or the razor blades in it or something? Something. I, th- bad. I thought it was. Po- I, I, yeah, I remember it as poison, but it could be. It could have been razor blades. But yeah, like he's yeah, I don't you know, know he's this serial killer on the street that like you know takes advantage of kids and like it's like oh what the fuck and then like you know there's a bunch of other scenes of like oh wow like kids are really in peril in this film like this film doesn't have rules <laughs> yeah no one, there's there's always something shocking in like every one of the segments and that you know i think that's part of the reason why this is such you know and and there has actually been, i mean been so many i don't even want to say copycat but like definitely halloween the holiday themed anthology movies that have 
been made since Trick or Treat was made in 2000 or I mean, 2007, mm-hmm. there's probably been 10 more <laughs> Halloween anthology movies that you could tell are just really heavily inspired by this movie. Yeah. And I mean, just I think anthology movies in general took off more after this. Just mm-hmm. like the just we have so many more because like also we got a bunch of like Christmas an- anthology ones. There's one that's mm-hmm. uh, there's one that um, what's his face? William Shatner is in that it's mm. like it's a it's a Christmas and it has like a wraparound. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty good. I wish I remember the name of it, but maybe we'll mm. talk about it in December. <laughs> yeah, I have I have one other one I'll, I'll throw out there just uh, because it's on the same topic is uh, ta- uh, uh, Tales of Halloween from 2015, which I think. Well, both of these movies were on our wheel of ween. Neither of them got picked mm-hmm. this year. But um, Tales of Halloween from 2015 is a Halloween anthology. And there's one and this is this is actually was actually on my list. But there is one scene and it's really one moment in one scene. I think the segment is called Friday the 31st. OK. And it is a, uh, you know, a, a, a kind of f- spoof on. <laughs> Friday the 13th meets, uh, you know, but th- there's a character that's more leather face than he is Jason. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's like a s- kind of stereotypical, you know, uh, slasher killer. Um, and <laughs> he gets I won't, uh, you know, completely tell you the entire plot of the segment, but he ends up being kind of, I don't know, I guess, confronted with this alien. And the alien is a. Uh, uh, like a claymation, like stop motion, little alien. Mm -hmm. And it's this cute little, maybe like, you know, eight inch tall little alien. That's got uh, a little jack-o'-lantern, you know, trick or treat bucket. And he's like, twinkle tweet. And he just keeps saying twinkle tweet. Mm -hmm. And then the, the killer is looking at him like, I don't have any candy, right? You know, just do it. You know, he doesn't talk because he's like Leatherface or whatever. Or Jason combined with Leatherface. And he's like, he's kind of like getting more frustrated because he doesn't have anything to give the alien trick or treater. And he just keeps going twinkle tweet. And then finally (laughs) he just stomps him. (laughs) It's very comical. It's very abrupt. It's super stupid but i always like that uh anything with i love a stop any stop motion anything mm. uh and making it a little alien trick-or-treating i mean yeah, yeah. You, you you i'm gonna i'm gonna like it. it it literally doesn't matter what happens but the fact that then he comes to like a violet end like abruptly is awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right i got one and i'm taking this back out of the the horror film realm mm. um but it's it's just a quick scene in a movie that i think everybody should see the movie because it's very good so just mm-hmm. it maybe if this inspires you to watch the movie you know go ahead but uh you ever see the movie american splendor no so i have not it's kind of a it's, it's kind of an autobiography film uh, about a comic book writer from cleveland his name was harvey Picar. and he wrote the, oh i know the name yeah so he wrote the comic book american splendor but it was just like the even the comic book itself was also in many ways autobiographical. And he was just I have seen this poster. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I see I don't think I've ever seen the movie. But now that I uh, I see the poster with uh, with, with what's his Paul face, Giamatti. It's, uh, Paul, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. yeah. So the, the film is you know just kind of an autobiographical you know, take of this guy's life. And he's he's a real fucking misanthrope is what he is. 
Like he's just mm-hmm. a misanthrope from Cleveland. He and you know he just like everything annoys him. He doesn't understand, and he has no qualms about being confrontational about the smallest mm-hmm. things. Like he's 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 basically like a Midwest Larry David. Is what he I'm is. looking at a picture of him, and yes, that is exactly what he looks like. Yeah. He just looks grumpy as hell. Yeah, he's he's like a Midwest Larry David. Like, but like yeah. the film is about like how he's even though he's just like this terrible misanthrope, he also has like just kind of love in his life and things like it, it's a great film. Um, mm-hmm. But the film starts with him very early as a child. And it's like mid fifties and he's trick or treating in the mid fifties and mm-hmm. he's with like a group of kids and they're all dressed up as superheroes and it's like Superman, Batman, and they all go to the house together and yeah. the woman answers the door and she's like giving candy out in the bags and she's like, oh, we got a Superman and we got a Batman and we got a scary ghost and it gets to him and he's just standing there <laughs> dressed as himself. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes. Well, who are you? He's like, I'm Harvey Picar. <laughs> she, <laughs> she goes, that's no superhero I've ever heard of. He's like, I'm not a superhero lady. I'm me. <laughs> she doesn't give him any candy. And he's just like, oh, God. out of hell with this. And he just like walks off the porch and he take like he's carrying a pillow case of candy. And he just yeah. throws it on the ground and kicks it. It's just like. It's just the perfect way to set up just like an annoyed misanthrope of just like, just give him the candy like and it wouldn't be a problem. But he's, he has to be so confrontational about everything. It's a great way to start, a, you know, just start a story about like a character like that, that everything is a problem and that he's not going to he's not going to bend or conf- conform at any point. Yeah. <laughs> so. Who, why do I know the name Harvey Picar? Like I'm looking at what I what you know his career i'm like i don't think i know him from really much of this many of these things but for some reason that name i i definitely know and kind of i know who he is like i know the character maybe i have seen american splendor and i just am have blocked it out i don't know maybe i mean um, yeah it, like yeah like i said he was from cleveland and so like it's possible just the proximity of like you yeah know, uh to us that like you know his comics or something Led into the in he, he it was just like for a while like he's been, he's been dead for a while um mm-hmm. but like his possibility Looks like he passed away in 2010 mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. american splendor came out in 2003 so like there's just a possibility of like his you know, yeah. nature bleeding into the uh, zeitgeist at the time that it's like sure it's a vague thing but yeah if you haven't seen the movie go back and check it out and then you get a fun trick-or-treat scene in there as well <laughs> there you go I'm going to go to a not fun trick or treat scene and from not horror to very horror. Uh. Uh, I am going to go to a movie that I feel like I bring up about every other episode. <laughs> 20 and 22's Terrifier 2. Oh, yeah. Um, I love this movie. I'm a champion of this movie. It's the wildest, most just insane, hyper violent in just it's just such a wild movie. And I still sometimes I just like think to myself the fact that terrifier 2 exists it just kind of just like <laughs> makes me smile I'm like it's so bonkers that this movie exists um and got a theatrical release and like also made a bunch of money i just don't know how that's possible i'm still baffled um, i'm still baffled why it has so many fans but <laughs> yeah i come on it's so wild I, it's so anyway, wild and uh, like i like scenes in it and the scene you yeah. were about to talk about i like 
but like yeah. as a whole i don't like ah <laughs> uh, i just i don't understand what there isn't to like it is a hyper violent insane <laughs> funny atmospheric it's just bonkers i mean i understand it's not everyone's uh cup of tea but it is it is my cup of tea um and i'm going to talk about particular scene which is basically um comes on the heels of uh the most intense scene in the movie, the most hyperviolent scene in the movie, which I, I won't spoil. It was the one I think I've described in the past as uh, maybe the only time in my life, certainly in my adult life, that I was in the theater by myself and literally out out loud was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just said to myself, like, what the? So it comes on the heels of that. Um, there's this character, Allie who, you know, spoiler alert here, guys, if you haven't seen Terrifier 2, uh, it's been like a year. But if you haven't seen it, skip ahead a little bit because it's awesome. But anyway, there's this character, Allie, you know, one of the friends of the uh, of the main protagonist, and she has just been uh, dispatched in a very brutal way. Her mom comes home, discovers her. Actually, she hadn't been dispatched at that point no. she, she was actually still alive um which was in and of itself is a little bit of a spoiler but her mom comes home and discovers it blah 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 her mom is killed uh by uh art the clown and art hollows out ali's mom's head and uses it as a candy bowl <laughs> and when trick-or-treaters come to the house he comes out and uh uh, uh holds out a bloody hollowed out head full of candy and hands it to each one of the kids and they're all like oh sick whoa and then like some of them are like oh fuck because it's like they're it's literally i mean no one could look at this and say like obviously you wouldn't make the assumption as a child that oh this is a real head right but at the same time this it's so intensely gory that how would you have a candy bowl that looks like that as yeah. well? And I mean, I guess that's part of the effectiveness of the scene because it's very tense and art standing there, you know, in full art makeup, grinning and doing his whole his whole shtick, holding this this disgusting, you know, bloody head full of candy uh, for all the trick or treaters to take. And it's just like it just lingers just like any everything in this movie. It just lingers on the yeah. goriness of it for so long. Yeah, it, it, it's so. just the fact that like. If I mean, if you took it into real life, the head would have been so well, um, like there, there would have been so much detail to it. It would have looked yeah. better than anything you could ever find at Spirit Halloween. Uh, right. So it should have or been make like yourself or yeah, anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Unless you just happen to be trick or treating it at like Damien Leone's house right, or something. Exactly. <laughs> so you, you yeah. would have to stop for a second and think. Boy, that's crazy. Like, that is such a well-made thing. And you would want to talk to that guy for, uh, right. you know, like hours about, like, how did you make it? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I yeah. I, I like the scene that precedes it because it's mm -hmm. so over the top and it turns into comedy, really. Um, it does. At one point, it does. Yeah. yeah. And I like this scene on its own. My only mm -hmm. thing I don't like is like the, the it's actually a recycled gag from earlier in the movie because he does this he basically does kind of the same thing to the costume shop owner. 
does he hollow out his head? Uh, no, he turns him into like a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, he, turns he turns him into, yeah, into I like mean, a, it, but it's basically the same gag because then you have like a, a mom and son see the gag and like pass it off. He's yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. And then. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of why art uh, is able to kind of hide in plain sight is because he does this on Halloween. Right. And it's like, oh, people it's like that, you know, that that. Well, there's like that uh, I think it's a real story like I I don't think it's an urban legend but there was that story about how uh, um, you know the person who like you know there was like a, a somebody who died you know it was like a real corpse that was hanging out for like days mm. somewhere and people thought it was a Halloween decoration again I don't know I'm sure that's an urban legend but I feel like there is actually a, an instance where that happened but I'm willing to bet um, that's happened like multiple times and it's, it probably <laughs> has like yeah. there's probably been multiple instances of like just deaths by misadventure that you're know, like <laughs> or somebody who was sitting out on their porch fucking died in a yeah. rocking chair because it got too cold yeah. for him or something you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this uh i think that's part of the that's part of the reason why like that's that's a theme i guess is in the movie is like oh art does stuff and he gets away with it same reason why he could just walk around in his fucking crazy clown you know get up yeah. people are like oh it's halloween he's fucking nuts whatever right yeah. yeah yeah he's just he's just in the spirit early in the midday that's <laughs> mm-hmm. the other thing that that this trick-or-treat scene is happening in the middle of the day and it it's like right after school it's definitely very yeah it's definitely very uh i i mean i took it it's like 6 p.m yeah you know something like that it's it's after dinner yeah i don't know maybe i'm just <laughs> making that up but it does feel like that's the case yeah it's just it's just funny because it's just another daylight and i think are are they in are they in kind of the los angeles california area or do they do they not say like where oh, this is supposed boy, to be taking place good question what the setting is for terrifier i feel like it is not in la because i feel like it's i'm remembering scenes at least from the first movie where i thought it was like kind of cold out mm-hmm. um, well yeah the know. first That's the a- first film i thought was new york because obviously yeah. cause, you know leon's a new york guy but i thought yeah. for some reason this one moved to la or whatever it might have. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, takes place in. in eh, I'm not not easily. Very movie film. It was filmed in New Jersey. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's. I, I feel like it's East Coast. Yeah, it's still I, I East Coast. To say. All right. Yeah. It's just global warming making it not look like Halloween. You just call <laughs> yeah, it that. Yeah, <laughs> All right. I, I got one. Is this is my last one? But it. it yeah, I got one more yeah. too. So this one. I'm putting on best of the worst. Okay. It's it's fucking I don't know. It's bad, it's silly, it's stupid, but it's also funny. Uh did you see The Predator? Uh the remake one? Kind of the remake, the one from 2018. I think I did. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know that I it's okay if you block Paid it that out. much attention to yeah. it. I feel like it was one of those things where it came up like on Tubi, just like in the background while we were recording or I was working at my desk or something. So like I am va- I am familiar with parts of it. I it's, guess it is a baffling film <laughs> mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, um, yeah. but it includes a trick or treat scene also for okay. some reason because it is funny. The scene itself is funny. Okay, but so the, right, the, the right. setup of the film is. 
uh, the, the a predator gets killed and they somebody sends the mask and armor of the predator back home and it's accidentally intercepted by uh, like an uh, an autistic kid who lives at the house okay so like he opens like this box up and he gets a predator mask and a piece and the wrist guard armor that has like the weapons and the and the nuke bomb on it and everything yeah he gets he gets that in the mail (laughs) at halloween time sure and he turns it and he's like oh sick yeah yeah yeah, he's like oh sick it has like lasers and everything like it lights up down that come on yeah it lights up that's great i'm gonna turn it into my halloween costume (laughs) (laughs) so i mean come on what else are you gonna do with yeah so you have you have the scene of this kid who's just wearing the giant predator mask because i mean it's for an eight foot tall alien (laughs) and so it's like way oversized and he's wearing that in the wrist guard and then just like a hoodie and a t-shirt like he's not yeah. <laughs> it's not a costume it's not a full costume but he goes yeah, out it just looks like you're you're going to like some sort of like cyberpunk show or right something. yeah and so he you know <laughs> cyberpunk rave he's dressed like a little doof and he's out on the streets and i think he's even just carrying like a spackle bucket like not even a halloween <laughs> bucket because, like, yeah, yeah okay. he wasn't supposed to go out. Tri- like a Home de- He's got a Home Depot bucket. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to go trick-or-treating <laughs> or anything. But he's out there. He's yeah. out on, He's out in the world. And he uh, he starts getting bullied by these kids. And they're like, hey, what are you dressed as, nerd? And, like, they chase him. <laughs> and he's like, don't sure. bully me. And then he walks away from them and goes up to this house and rings the doorbell. And like nobody answers, so he walks. He starts walking away from the house, and like mm-hmm. this dirt ball junkie comes out on the. He's on the second floor of his house that has a terrace, yeah. and yeah. for whatever reason, he just decides I'm going to throw an apple at this kid and fucking hit him in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dirt ball. Yeah, move. he's a total, just whip whip an apple at a kid. Yeah, total dirt ball move. It's <laughs> it's the kid in the back of the head, but because he hits the mask. The mask activates defense protocol uh, yeah, and yeah. turns on a fucking laser beam that shoots him like it turns around, shoots him in the chest and like it blows a hole in his chest, but also pushes him back into the house. And then the entire top floor of this house explodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Now I want to watch yeah, it. Like it, you can just watch the clip itself on YouTube. It's fine. But yeah. like, yeah, the kid is like thrown into his bullies and they all topple to the ground after this house fucking explodes and this guy is killed and then the kid just leaves the mask on the ground he's just like he's like i'm gonna leave this yeah he just walks away from it it's just like that's funny what the fuck was that (laughs) i um i thought that you were gonna say that he did it to the bullies like that would be like whoa that'd be pretty intense yeah but he, sh- like, he oh, shakes the mask me, at him explode your head yeah 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 i mean there's like he still had the wrist guard he could have killed him with it. it's just it's just so weird because it didn't necessarily have to be halloween it, mm-hmm. like he could have just decided to wear the mask out and then got bullied for it you know or like you know yeah. pegged by a neighbor in the head but it's just right. it's just like a weird setup of like yeah we're gonna do halloween trick-or-treat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not what you expect from a from a, a predator movie. Also, I didn't realize is the predator really that tall? I for some reason I remember the predator being like 
maybe humans, you know, average human size, if not a little shorter. Why is that what's in my head? Well, so like the first movie, he's he's easily seven foot like the actor is seven foot. Is he? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, the actor, yeah. the actor, I think, is I've actually seen the French. I've seen the first one. Yeah, I think the actor is actually from Pittsburgh, too. If I remember, that, oh, no if I remember that correctly. Yeah. 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 The actor was from Pittsburgh because he also played Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. So, oh, okay. yeah. So like, nice. yeah, the the actor is actually six foot, uh, seven foot. And then Arnold is like five eleven or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, he looks big. But I think in this film, he's even bigger and he's bigger for a reason. Um, It's part of the plot. The, the, the whole plot is like the predators are doing genome sequencing to fucking make themselves like the ultimate and biggest and strongest. Okay. And for some reason they decide that autism is the next genetic evolution that they need. And so they try to steal this kid for genetic sequencing to take his autism. (laughs) That's an interesting interesting plot. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting plot point. Yeah. It's a real interesting plot point, but like, yeah, the predator, they, they have like, I think they have like a good predator and a bad predator and the bad predator is super huge. And yeah, like he's bigger than the regular predator. Now I really, this is such, such a stupid sounding movie. I definitely want to watch it now. I've seen the first one plenty you know when i was especially when i was a kid you know i used to watch that movie a lot and i've kind of just lost track of that franchise um i watched prey you know whatever that's fine was fine but yeah yeah but but i don't like i haven't really seen a lot of those movies certainly not in a long time maybe i need to go uh revisit them because that sounds absolutely i mean that's the newer one obviously but just the franchise as a whole because if any of the rest of the franchise is that bonkers i (sighs) feel like i probably would enjoy it so so predator 2 rules loki rules yeah like i don't i have i have seen predator 2 i know i mean i i remember scenes for predator 2 it's just it's yeah. probably been a long Pre- time predator 2 loki rules um alien vs mm-hmm. predator the first one sucks alien vs mm-hmm. predator 2 requiem sucks worse but also it has fun things in it that makes it worth watching more mm-hmm. so predators with adrian brody and lawrence fishburne is I don't know. It's a toss up. You may or may not like it. And then the predator, the one from 2018 is it's fucking wild because it's written. It's written by Shane Black, who wrote the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he, it's so it's so weird. Like, I, it's so weird and crazy. And like, it has all these weird things about like the autism. And then it has the uh, it has Olivia Munn in it. It has predator dogs in it. It has predator dogs. It has uh, it has key from Key and Peel in it. It's 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 a, it's a wacky movie. I I mean I'm definitely gonna watch it now. You're selling me further on it. I never watched the Alien vs Predator movies. Mm-hmm. Just I was always a big fan of the Alien franchise. Yeah. You know the the straight up normal Alien franchise, and I always thought it was lame to like. I don't know the idea of bringing another like you know alien villain into the alien franchise just always seemed really stupid to me so i never wa- i never mm. watched them but see I, I don't know maybe i could give it a chance yeah, see I, I i i don't like those movies because they well the first one was bg13 and the second one was just a bad movie but like i was such a big fan of the dark horse comics growing up cuz they mm-hmm. like they did so many dark horse comics of alien versus predator and then even got yeah. fucking crazier with like Alien versus Predator versus Batman. And like, 
There's some wild comics out there. <laughs> There's a, there is so much weird Batman shit yeah. that I'll come across all the time and like, what the fuck is happening? And a lot of it's good. I yeah. don't understand how a lot of it's good. I think there might be. I um, think don't completely quote me on this, but I think there is Robocop versus Alien and there might be Terminator versus Alien or Terminator versus Predator. You got to really look in the Dark Horse's backlog. They're out yeah, there, though. Jesus. <laughs> They're out there. And I'm going to go down, go down that. That's what I need to go down that rabbit hole. All right. I'm going to go completely opposite direction for my last one and get us back out of horror. Well, not out of horror completely, but to, uh, to, I guess, YA horror, uh, you know, talked about a lot of times, huge fan of, of the, uh, the goosebumps book series as a kid. Like I, you know, when I was, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. I don't know. I was in that range, probably more like eight to ten years old. Um, was when uh, the franchise, the you know, the Goosebumps books were big, and I like every new one that came out. Almost, I you know, I I just was obsessed with them. Like like kids were like obsessed, like waiting in line for when the uh, you know new Harry Potter book would come out and shit. Like yeah. I was almost like that with the Goosebumps books. I mean, but we didn't and, have to be because. Our school brought them to us. It was called the book fair, yeah. my man. And they brought they that's, brought the gold to us. <laughs> that's most of the time where I got them. Yeah. Um, like it would be like I would roll out of there with like I would be saving up allowance money. Yeah. And because, you know, you're you're you maybe your, your parents would give you like, hey, here's, you know, five or ten bucks, you know, go buy a book and a poster mm-hmm. or some shit, you know, go buy a Lamborghini poster and like a fucking juice pumps. <laughs> but I would be like, I'm going to take some of my own allowance money that I've saved to now go and buy eight goosebumps books. yeah did your um, did your parents have like rules for you of like like i i specifically remember i was allowed to buy a goosebumps book but i had to buy something else that like my mom approved of like she didn't want me just buying all junk it, it, according to her now i did have like there was a certain amount that's like you got to buy books with this and and not like just five Lamborghini posters or whatever. Not five, <laughs> so not like, five posters and slap bracelets. <laughs> no, you couldn't come home with just like this is for books. And listen, if you buy one poster, that's fine. But you can't buy a bunch of fucking. You can't just buy four Shack posters and a Lamborghini poster. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, but no, they. I think they were just genuinely pleased that I was reading. Fair so enough. They were just like whatever. <laughs> you know, read, you're gonna read books. I'm not gonna tell you what books to read. Um. But uh, yeah, and then when when the uh, when the uh, uh, the uh, you know TV series came out, I really liked the TV series as well. Not all of them; some of them are, are bad. But I was a big fan of the the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark and and the Goosebumps. I was more of an Are You Afraid of the Dark fan, but mm-hmm. I I did like the Goosebumps franchise as well. But I never wanted to like I only ever wanted to watch the ones. That I'd already read the book of, obviously, because yeah. I didn't want to like spoil the book. And then at that point, it's hard to like something uh, that you've read the book of, I feel like, because you already have in your mind what the characters mm-hmm. look like and all this stuff. And then they look like something totally different. This is one that's an exception that I that I did. I I I don't think I loved at the time, but it, subsequently I've learned to like more. Um. One of my favorite Goosebumps books was Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns, okay. which was my favorite, you know, because it's it's very Halloween centric one. There there surprisingly isn't that many Halloween, uh, very Halloween centric Goosebumps books like there. There are a few um, and some of them are very spooky and like could take place during Halloween, mm-hmm. but not a ton of them that are just straight up Halloween. 
and attack of the jack-o'-lanterns was and it was literally about you know kids who meet some like you know weird kids and uh, the weird kids end up being you know uh friggin' alien jack lantern head aliens or some shit and they just make them trick-or-treat forever uh, and it's like this psychological like thing of like you guys are going to make us trick-or-treat until we die and we're all scared and cold and nope you still got to trick-or-treat forever the episode of the tv series from the mid 90s for this one had a couple of really cool scenes in it um and uh so this is season two episode 10 attack of the jack-o'-lanterns um this was from 1996 and the scene I actually posted uh uh like i said on that little clip reel on instagram this week um a couple of scenes from this and the weirdest thing about this is it was it was a pretty aggressive episode to do a or, or book to do an episode mm-hmm. on because the way they describe the jack-o'-lantern head you know they think they're kids but then they're like wait no this is like way too you know it doesn't look like a costume it's too scary well in the in the tv episode it 100 percent looks like a costume yeah except for they're just tall and they just have big like they, they it almost looks like the pumpkin wrapper from you know uh <laughs> from my more yeah, yeah, yeah. except for it's not upside down it's just big doofy pumpkin heads but the part that i love is when they're kind of abducting the kids to take them to a place where they have trick-or-treat forever they take them to another neighborhood and the whole idea is like oh we know a better neighborhood that's even better for trick-or-treating and the kids are like oh sick take us there and they like walk through the woods and there's a scene where this you know crazy big jack-o'-lantern head aliens or whatever they are are taking luring these kids into the woods and then they come out on the other side and they're in this like neighborhood that's like super decked out with halloween you know decorations and it's just awesome so they they like get taken to like you know like a bonus level in a video game right, kind yeah. of thing it's just that's that's just like halloween theme and the thought of that was always so cool to me and in this scene it just when they come out it's like all foggy misty cool and then it just like they open up and now they're in this like awesome you know, bonus level of a neighborhood. And that scene just always stuck with me. I love that. If you didn't have to do it forever, it would rule because it would just be like, yeah, you take a little trip and you get to go restock on your candies or whatever, you know, just like, yeah, I'm yeah. having a bad day. I'm going to go to trick or treat town for a second. <laughs> yeah. I just, honestly, I just need five minutes in trick. Yeah. Treat town. Just give me five in trick or treat town. Yeah. I got to get it. I got to get some full sizes and I'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I always, I always love that. Like I said, the book, but the scene in in the TV show was uh, was was super cool. I mean, it doesn't like, like I said, it doesn't. The whole episode's not great. Um, you know, it's like I said, I've I've described this as uh, painfully Canadian. Yeah. You know, the show, <laughs> and this definitely suffers. You know, suffers from that a little bit. But it's you know, it's a goofy kids show, and and that scene rules. Yeah. So I I, I kind of lied. I said I had one last one. Yeah. I I forgot. I forgot. I wanted to talk about a movie that came out. Uh, this year. Oh, okay. Um, nice. It's a movie. It's a movie everybody should put on their October watch list. And I even did like a a, a longer review of it in um, on our Patreon. But uh, mm-hmm. the movie Cobweb. Everybody should go see this yeah. movie. It's so steeped in visual style, and it occurs at Halloween. 
so like it, it it's a it's a it's a wonderful little film and uh everybody should check it out but like it's almost anti-trick-or-treat in the way it plays out because even though it occur- okay. occurs at halloween uh the protagonist that we follow isn't allowed to go trick-or-treating and so Anytime we see something trick or treat, it's kind of like it's either done off screen or people aren't having fun or people, you know, like all the trick or treat stuff is like negative in a way away from the protagonist. So it's like anti trick or treat. (laughs) But like overall, the film is like the film is wonderful to look at. It's fun to watch. Um, You know, uh, I can't talk too much about it because like it, it, it relies heavily on spoilers. Uh, the one thing mm-hmm. I'll say though is uh, the film stars um, Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr, and mm-hmm. Anthony Starr plays Homelander on The Boys, and uh, Lizzie Kaplan she's been in a lot of stuff, but her performance you'll love this Brian is it is just this side of Hinged when compared to uh, Desiree Gould in Sleepaway Camp. Oh really? <laughs> like she is. It is so close to aunt martha and you'll fucking love it <laughs> on purpose not don't even tell me i'm yeah, just gonna go just watch, watch it. it yeah this, just watch this, it all right where uh i'm looking to see it's like where six bucks on is. it's like six bucks on most streaming services it, i don't okay. think it, it maybe people want to give it a minute to see if it hits like shutter or something for october mm-hmm. i don't know i didn't read any news about that but yeah it's only six bucks right yeah. now but I, I i love this film it like if it weren't for the gore, it would be like the best PG-13 movie. Like kids would be scared to shit of it. But like it's not yeah. a movie for kids right now. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm putting that on the old watch list because that looks fun. And I Lizzie Kaplan's awesome. And uh, yeah. yeah, it looks like it's got a good cast. Yep. So. Sick cobweb putting in the old letterbox right now. Cobweb from 20 and 23. Yeah, I think it came out. Uh, I think it maybe like had its first release or whatever in February of this year. So it came out at like okay. a completely. I don't know. Not a great time for it's a weird time. Yeah, weird time for a Halloween film. But like, yeah, it's it, it's absolutely a Halloween film. It fucking rules. Yeah, I just uh, it looks like it hit streaming in like July, too, mm-hmm. which is like, again, again just weird, weird timing yeah. on it. Who knows why? Yeah. But. Yep. Yep. Nice. Well, then be our trick or treat uh, 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 scene recommendations. If you've got any other ones for us uh, after listening to this and you're like, why the hell didn't you talk about this? Maybe we never seen it before. Yeah. Send it over to us on the old social media. Shoot us a little DM or comment on, you know, one of the, one of the posts or something like that and say, Hey, you should check this out. And we probably will. Um, although we are pretty dang booked up for October in terms of guests and, and topics and that sort of thing. If you got some some just generally uh, spooky, ooky Halloween themed movie recommendations that you want us to do a uh, a mini sode on, uh, who knows? Throw them our way and we'll check them out. Yeah, it's always fun. We love we love we love getting movie recommendations from from listeners. I think we may have like one week in October open at this point. Like, (laughs) yeah, because there's five Mondays. Yeah, we get five Mondays. So I think our extra is open at this point. And like other than that, Jesus. uh, Yeah, we're send us fucking ideas for November and December. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that Christmas horror will be coming right around the corner, and you know I love me some dang old Yuletide spookies. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, uh, tune in next week because uh, we got that dang old fatal four-way slobber knocker coming your way. Uh, and uh, as always, check us out on the social medias. And like I said, if you like this here podcast and you want to hear us talk about, uh, you know, <laughs> Fast and Furious, you probably should go over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Halloween's forever. If you just want to support your boys over there uh with uh, uh um, being a monthly patron we would very much appreciate that as well and thank you to uh to some of our patrons who who joined us uh recording here today if you want to do that uh you got to sign up on there as well so anything else steve anything else i'm forgetting no i mean like i said yeah thanks to the patrons and you know you said hey if there was one we didn't get to then you could have been on our patreon mm-hmm. telling us about it instead of yelling at your podcatcher right now nobody's listening to you in the podcast actually the cia cia is listening to you but we're not listening to you um so yeah if you want to be heard come on over there um it's it's a lot of fun checking out uh, me and steve you know both feeling yucky drinking squirts talking about spooky yeah it's a lot of hell yeah (laughs) all right guys for the halloween is forever crew i'm brian i'm steve champ all right see you shut up all right bye (laughs) 